What's up, everyone? This is your boy, Jeremy John. And I'm Matthew White. And we are the Sports Reality Podcast. Just wanted to say thanks for tuning into this episode. And to let you know that you can listen to us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Just go on any of those podcast platforms and search for the Sports Reality Podcast. Hit the subscribe button so you can be up to date on all of our content. Thanks again for tuning in and enjoy the show. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 126th edition of the Sports Reality. My name is Jeremy John, a.k.a. the fourth greatest Grenadian of all time, a.k.a. (laughs) Hater, a.k.a. the Little Wayne of Podcasts, because I'll get on any podcast and hit it with the J train. Let's welcome our incumbent hater, uh, Matthew White, a.k.a. Barry White some days, a.k.a. Betty White some days. Because you called me a hater, are you Betty White today? Uh, No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. All right. I don't know. I beg to differ. Anyways, Matthew, how's everything going with you, my man? Oh, it's going all right, Jeremy. How's everything going with you? Doing fine. Doing fine. Uh, before we start, man, any uh, let's talk about the culinary expertise of yours. Anything happened since we last recorded? Anything you you uh, you cooked? Uh no, not really. So what is the next, I guess, thing that you're going to to do? Uh, I think I might uh, take a page out of your uh, book and try to do a pizza. Ah, now uh, before, let let me just put this out there: you've been baking pizzas well before I have been. Like it took COVID for me to start <laughs> baking pizzas. <laughs> you you've been baking pizzas since for for a few years now. Uh, let uh let the listeners know. I guess what you baked one time and that I got a chance to uh sample. Oh, the uh the Sicilian holiday pie? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's uh, my favorite one to bake. Without giving too much of it away, uh describe it for the listeners. Uh but you can't give like, you can't give your secrets away. It's kind of fluffy. It's like a a fluffy deep dish kind of. Or like a thicker crust pizza. It oh. was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, you, you're you're you give me ideas. I may after we re- we record, I might actually bake a pizza for dinner tonight. We'll have to see. Uh, we have a lot to get into for this week's episode. We're going to talk about the NBA NBA Finals coming up tonight, Game One. We will tell you who are the two teams that will be competing for the Larry O'Brien Trophy. We'll also discuss Week Three in the NFL. All of the good news, bad news, and drama in the league. We'll also have our quick hitters, our chumping champ of the week, our sports free zone, where we will recap uh, the situation dealing with Brianna Taylor and the investigation. We'll also get into uh, Donald Trump's taxes, your boy's taxes. We'll also talk about the presidential debate that occurred 
last night and we'll wrap up the show with (laughs) we'll wrap up the show with nfl pick them just want to remind you all to subscribe to the podcast where podcasts are available that includes apple Podcasts, anchor stitcher spotify tune in google play um anywhere that you can listen to a podcast we are on there and available uh if you're not sure where you want to start listening to us just go on google type in the sports reality podcast pick the podcast platform of your choice subscribe leave a rating pass the word for others so we can grow and reach more people let's now get into the nba recap what has happened since the last time we recorded the miami heat they advanced in the Eastern Conference Finals behind the performance of Jimmy Butler and the rookie Tyler Hero. Matthew, what did Tyler Hero do last week against the Boston Celtics? That was the first time it has occurred since literally 1980. Uh, didn't he go for like 38 against them? Yep, dropped 37 on um he was the youngest player to score that much in the postseason. He is the youngest, only uh, I think the second youngest was Magic Johnson when he did it in the, I think the 1980s, 1980 finals against the Philadelphia 76ers. Tyler Hero was on fire. Of course, uh, Jimmy Butler did what he always does, plays good defense, go-to scorer. You had Bam Adebayo who had... A very good closeout game in game six against the Boston Celtics. The Miami Heat now are going to the NBA Finals. Let's talk about the team that they will be facing, your Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers beat the Nuggets in five games. So they've beat the Trailblazers in five, Rockets in five, and the Nuggets in five. Gentlemen, sweep all the way around. Um, they're going Everybody to... Got it. They're going to the finals. LeBron James is going to his 10th finals overall. Anthony Davis's first finals of his career. The Lakers going to the finals first time since 2010. Last time they went in 2010, they defeated the Boston Celtics in seven games behind Kobe Bryant and Lamar Odom and Ron Artest, especially Ron Artest in a game seven. But this is the first time your Los Angeles Lakers are going to the NBA Finals. There's a lot of storylines with this Finals appearance. Before we get to our predictions, we want to go through some of the storylines that are going to be discussed. Matthew, what are some storylines that you're interested in viewing? And this could be strictly from the Miami Heat perspective, the Los Angeles Lakers perspective, or both teams. Uh, the one that I'm not worried about is can Frank Vogel beat Eric Spolster? Like, I think that there's uh, Eric Spolster has proven himself to be an extremely good coach over and over and over again. And the Miami Heat have a very, very good team. Um, that's one of the storylines I'm worrying about just the coaching matchups. And uh, can Anthony Davis start to rebound again? Okay. Um, One storyline, and it's probably the most glaring storyline out of this, LeBron James going to his 10th 
overall finals, right, Matthew? Tenth, oh yeah, tenth overall mm-hmm. finals. First with the Los Angeles Lakers. He is trying to become the first player in NBA history to win an NBA Finals on three separate teams as the star player. I'm not sure if there's someone who's won th- on three different teams, but he Robert would be the. F- yeah, Robert Ory definitely won on three different teams. Actually, how many different teams did he win on? Yeah, three. It was the Rockets, Lakers, Spurs, but he was not the star player. This would be the first time someone as the star player is the, you know, is going to win for a third on a third team. So that is one storyline. Obviously, LeBron James in year 17. Still playing at a very high level. That's that's something that I, I'm looking forward to. Um, before I move on to some even more storylines, Matthew, when your Los Angeles Lakers defeated the Denver Nuggets in five games on Saturday night, uh, you received a voicemail from someone sure. on your phone. Uh, uh, um, who was that person that left that voicemail? And then what did the voicemail entail like describe the voicemail for you for the for the listeners uh, it, was, it was definitely from you and it just mostly said the same thing that you've been saying this entire time that when you have the best player in the nba when you win the game anthony davis and lebron james is too much when they're both playing well and that's exactly what happened i mean matthew i you 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 also said the Lakers were going to win the finals back in last uh, October, correct? You said that, right? I think your yeah. opponent was going to be who was your opponent that you that you, that they were going to face? Mm-hmm. You can't remember. No I remembered mine. I said they were going to play the Philadelphia 76ers, so obviously I'm wrong on that end. But I said that the Los Angeles Lakers were going to win from the beginning. And the reason why, and I've been saying it over and over again, and Matthew has just reiterated by that voicemail that he received from that certain somebody, that when you have LeBron James, who is the best player in the NBA, playing at his level, and you have Anthony Davis, who is a top five to seven player in the league, depending on where you want to put him, at in this point, and during this season, he's for sure is a top five player. This season, I might have to say he's top three, to be honest. It's only Giannis that played better than Giannis and LeBron that played better than Anthony Davis this year. And actually, there's some data that would go if you if you go by simply the stats, which I'm not someone that goes simply by stats, but I'm just putting it out there in the atmosphere. He did score more points. He averaged more points than LeBron, more rebounds than LeBron. A better shooting percentage than LeBron. All the meaningful stats. He actually was better than LeBron. Now, I don't use stats strictly. And because of that, I would have to say LeBron still was the best player on their team because of all the other intangibles that he brought to that team. But anyways, you had two of the top three players on one team. This is the NBA where there's only five players on the court. When you have two... (laughs) Two top five players on your team alone, you should be fine for the most part, especially when the rest of the team are competent NBA players. And what I'm not going to allow people to say is that 
the rest of the Lakers squad is not competent. Because they are. You have Rondo who has won an NBA title. Who was a a, 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 a very good contributor to that team. And he was only in his second year in the league. But very good contributor. Who's made deep postseason runs before. You have... Um, you have Danny Green, who say what you want about Danny Green, he's not playing well, but he's he's been there before. You have JaVel McGee, who's been on title teams. He knows what it takes. You also have Frank Vogel, who's been deep, hasn't been to the NBA Finals before, but he's been deep into the postseason. He's one of the better coaches in the league. Say what you want. You still have Kyle Kuzma, who's coming off the bench, who is pretty decent. Young talent. You have Markeith Morris, who in the last couple weeks has probably shown that he is the better Morris twin in the last couple weeks. I remember at one point, we used to always have this discussion, Matthew, where which Morris twin was better. And there was a long stretch where Markeith was better. But then the last... Two to three years, it's been, okay, no, Marcus Morris Sr. is better. But no, this postseason, Markeith Morris has been the one who's contributed more to his team. Might not have the better stats, but has contributed significantly to his team. And then when you have someone like Dwight Howard, who's coming off the bench. And Matthew, I want you to give me your honest opinion about Dwight Howard after this series against the Nuggets. What do you, what do you have to say about Dwight Howard? He played very well against the Nuggets. Had some very big games, got into people's heads. Uh, you know, he was balling. When he was in the lineup, he made Jokic work. And that's all you ask for when you're playing against star players. I'm not asking you to stop them. I'm asking you to make them work. And when he was on the floor, Jokic definitely had to work. For all his points, all his rebounds while he was on the floor, while Dwight Howard's on the floor. And that definitely made it harder for him down the stretching games, made it harder for him, made it harder for Jamal Murray. We'll talk about them real quick a, a little bit later. But yeah, when you have these two guys, and I'm going to bring it back LeBron, AD, sky's the limit. I know that was a cliche, but the sky's the limit. But yeah. That's all I wanted to ask you about that voicemail that you received from that special somebody. Um, one of the other storylines I want to see. Is there like going to be like, is there a beef between LeBron and Eric Spolstra? Why do you mm. think I'm asking that, Matthew? Why do you think I'm asking that? Because he left? Not just because he left. It's because of what the media you know, all the media reports about how LeBron left. It wasn't just that LeBron just wanted to go back to Miami. It was, hey, I don't mind staying. It's just, I'm, you know, we got to get Eric Spolstra out of here. And, hey, Pat, why don't you step back into coaching? And Pat Riley had to say, no, like, Eric Spolstra's my man, handpicked. You've won two titles with him. You've been the four straight finals. Like, what's the issue with Eric Spolstra? <laughs> um, and then, you know, at that time, let's remember that 2013-14 season. There were rumblings about Pat Riley being pretty upset with LeBron James and how LeBron James tried to run things in Miami. 
how they wanted to stay extra nights in certain cities and pat riley's like no we're trying to, we gotta move on to the next city like we're not just stopping here because you want to stop here and chill with your friends and remember that was when the quote uh with phil jackson you know calling uh lebron's people a posse you know and things like that but you know you had that tumultuous relationship right there i want to see how this is going to play out is lebron going to you know downplay his stint with the miami heat or his his issues with exposure specifically or is he going to make it known that yo i'm going to let you all you know pay for you know the decisions that you all made as a franchise is he going to be a vocal you know trash talker to eric spolster also is eric spolster going to know some of the ins and outs of how to defend lebron so yeah that that's something that i'm interested in now here's another one i just thought about and i don't expect this to happen for long periods of time but are we going to be seeing? Are we going to uh, be seeing matchups between LeBron James and Bam Adebayo? And by the way, I'm not saying Bam Adebayo is some lockdown to like he's not like Dennis Green or Joe Dumars, but Bam is a pretty good perimeter defender. Are we going to be seeing some oh, matchups absolutely. between LeBron and Bam Adebayo? Uh, definitely in this in the pick role for sure. And then I also want to see LeBron and Jimmy Butler. Is mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler going to rise to the occasion? Jimmy Butler has risen, risen, sorry, to the occasion for the first three rounds in the in the postseason. Is he going to take it up a notch in the NBA Finals? Because that's when the greats take it to the next level it's the nba finals you could do everything that you did from round one to conference finals but if you come up short in the nba finals no one's really going to remember what you did in the first three rounds so that's something i want to see i want to see is uh jimmy butler is he going to be himself is he going to be nervous and then on the lakers side is anthony davis going to continue his high level of play you mentioned anthony davis has had a drop in rebounds matthew do you think anthony davis is going to take it to the next level this round i hope so he what is he turned into roy hibbert for a little bit (laughs) with the rebounds um again i think he's gonna have a really good play a really good finals just because he's like always the biggest matchup problem now that's another thing that I I just thought about. I want to see the matchup between Anthony Davis and Bam Adebayo also. Like mm-hmm. how they're going to go. How they're going to defend each other. Are they going to pretty much get buckets at will against each other or is it going to be a slugfest? You know, are are are, <laughs> are they going to have points in the game where both players are shooting 4 for 17 because the other defender is so good at what they do? That's um that's something I'm interested in seeing. Any other uh story? Oh, I, I want to see how Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, the young players for the for the Heat. Yeah, they've been playing well all through the postseason, but the NBA Finals is here. I want to see how they play. Is Tyler Hero specifically mm-hmm. going to have the swag that he's had 
all through the postseason is Duncan Robinson's outside shooting going to be, you know, up to up to par. Um, another thing is the three point shooting of the Lakers. Is this going to be the series where it might be detrimental to them? What do you think, Matthew? Uh, I think <laughs> Lakers three point shooting is always a little bit of a it's a big coin flip, but I think the Miami Heat, like their three point shooters are good three point shooters. Like they're gonna be they've been locked in the entire playoffs. Duncan Robinson is like that is his job. Tyler Hero has a little bit more versatility with he can drive, he can rebound, he can kick. Uh, um, yeah, I. It's gonna be interesting to see how they play against the Lakers, the two young, the young stars of the uh, Miami Heat. Now, many of you all may know already know who I'm predicting to win. I mean, I've, I've said it over and over, um, not just in this episode, but for months, but. For the Miami Heat to win, what has to happen for for the Miami Heat to win? Explosions from the bench. Like, what is it? Tyler Hero would have to be. Nor I don't think it can't just be Tyler Hero. It would have to be Tyler Hero, Iggy, and maybe like a combination of like Kelly Olynyk. They their bench would have to be like. Very, very explosive. That's and a. Have to have an, a, 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 I don't want to say an answer for LeBron James because there's not really one, but they would have to. They would have to build the wall to keep him outside of the paint. Keeping LeBron outside of the paint has normally been like as good an answer as you can really come to. This is what I think helps the Miami Heat significantly they have veterans on that team that are not scared of lebron Mm -hmm. i understand andre iguodala is old (laughs) it's funny iguodala came in the league after lebron but he just the the mileage on his body is 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 (laughs) is a lot higher than lebron james (laughs) and when i say the mileage is just just his body's broken down he's not the andre iguodala that's high flying from the 76ers and Nuggets but he's still a veteran a veteran that can still give you some stretches of very good defense a veteran who can put you in the right position on offense and on defense a veteran who is long enough to deal with LeBron James's size so that helps he also had Jay Crowder who by the way Jay Crowder that three-point shot is getting LeBron very well that three-point shot has been getting better, and then he's he's just as big as LeBron James. So how is he going to defend? You know, how's that going to? Are they going to be putting them in waves? Different different players? Are they going to have a lockdown? Or are they going to have someone assigned to LeBron James? And then Jimmy Butler, he's not someone that's really usually, you know, full to another player. So that's something that kind of works in the Miami Heat favor. Um, but let's get to the Los Angeles Lakers. I've been saying the Lakers are going to win, blah, blah, blah. But outside of LeBron and Anthony Davis, what has to happen for the Lakers to for sure win the NBA Finals? Mm. 
R- Rondo being Rondo, like if Rondo continues to play like this, I think he sets up the the the, the second unit to be in this the best position to like continue to just be good. You know what I'm saying? Like when Rondo's on the court, even if LeBron and AD aren't on the court, it just gives them another ball handler that knows how to run the offense. Like getting the ball to Dwight Howard in the post sometimes is going to be like a thing that needs to happen. And just hitting the open, open three-point shooters in the corners, whether it be uh, Kuzma or KCP or Caruso, like that's going to be his play is going to be extremely important. Yeah, I I agree with you on that. Rondo is is one of the big keys. Uh, Dwight Howard on the defensive end, not allowing guys like Jimmy Butler uh, just get to the hole at will. Uh, also defending uh, Bam out of buyout. Um, but someone else has to step up at times. And I think that key is Kyle Kuzma. You were kept by the Los Angeles Lakers. You were one of the key points that held up that that trade longer than it needed to be held up. That trade could have been made during last season. But because the Lakers were adamant about keeping you on the team, you know, the, the, the Pelicans weren't trying to make that trade until it became really evident that, all right, Anthony Davis ain't staying. So we got to pull the pull the pull the court on this. Kyle Kuzma has to step up to to like really solidify the hopes of the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, Matthew, let's just get straight to it. Predictions, Matthew, who wins and in how many games? Uh, Lakers in six. I am also going with Lakers in six. I think Miami is going to be able to win one game outright by just playing Miami, Miami, um, I said Miami Dolphins, Miami Heat basketball. I do feel, though, that they'll get one game because of the Lakers struggling. But that's how I think it's going to happen with this uh, NBA Finals. Matthew, who's going to be the NBA Finals MVP? LeBron. I also think it's going to be LeBron. LeBron been saying this best player in the year. I mean, best best player in the league. Um, he's the best player left in the NBA uh, postseason or NBA Finals right now. I think he's gonna do what he normally does: take over games and will that team to victory. Now, um, we both gave our predictions. How, if you had to put a percentage value, though, what is the percentage chance that the Miami Heat can win the NBA Finals? Mm, probably like 30%. Hmm, okay. It's definitely higher than I thought you were going to say, to be honest. I, I think it's... They're a good team. Th- they are a good team. I, I would say 25%. They have a 1-4 in four chance of winning the NBA Finals. Um surprisingly and and hear me out on this obviously we know the 17 warriors and the 18 warriors that had kevin durant they were just super stacked lebron lebron and cleveland had no hope to win those nba finals um so we're not even talking about them the 07 
Spurs against the Cleveland Cavaliers, whatever. They it was a wash. Cav shouldn't even got there. LeBron really just put the team on his back. Whatever. But let's talk about the other opponents that LeBron has faced in the NBA Finals. You've had the Mavericks, who, he, who the Heat lost to. You have the Young Thunder. Then you have those Spurs teams. This Miami Heat team might be <laughs> might be the best team of those four. And hear me out. I understand the Spurs had Tim Duncan and Manu and Tony Parker and Kawhi, but Tony Parker, Manu, and Tim Duncan were in the twilights of their career already. Mm-hmm. And Kawhi wasn't what Kawhi is now. We have the Thunder, who were just super young, didn't know, didn't have the experience to even go up against that Miami Heat team. And then you have the Mavericks, who, by the way, yes, they beat the Heat, but they weren't really a good team. (laughs) This Miami Heat team that LeBron is facing might actually be the one of the tougher teams he's facing. Is that a far fetched statement, Matthew? No, it's not at all. Like the. yeah, they have depth. They have youth, kind of, and veteran, a mix of youth and veteran leadership. And their stars come to play, or it's star. It's, yeah, no. I'm this not, is one of the better teams that LeBron has had to play in the, in the finals. I'm not sure if you mentioned it, but the coaching staff, too, for the Miami Heat. Spolster and his staff. Like, this is it's pretty good so i know i know some people are just gonna be like oh whatever it's just a wash lakers gonna win blah 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 this this miami heat team can be dangerous can be dangerous so yeah that's our prediction uh game one is tonight at 9 p.m we think it's both going six games in favor of the los angeles lakers i don't want to get into this conversation yet because I'm trying to tease it for some other stuff that we've been working on for several months, Matthew. Uh, but um, so I'm not going to actually get into, you know, that right now. But I do want to get into some news. Doc Rivers and the Los Angeles Clippers parted ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doc Rivers, lackluster season as head coach of the Los Angeles Clippers. Where do you think it went all wrong for him? Blowing that three-one lead, it started in the third quarter of every time they played the Nuggets. <laughs> Honestly, I think it started well before the postseason. I think the issues is the issue was acquiescing to Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and this load management all through the year. And we saw in the postseason, there was no cohesiveness among these guys. The postseason was the first, let's put it like this, since they got into the bubble, that was the longest stretch that they had ever had, like where everyone, all the meaningful players were together. You had Kawhi who was sitting out every, what, every third or fourth game of the year. And I'm exaggerating with that. It was probably every fifth game of the year. You had Paul George, who who was legitimately injured in the beginning of the year and then still had his load management games. And I feel like that really affected the cohesiveness 
of the Clippers. And then when it got into pressure situations, they didn't know what to do. And I think Paul, I'm sorry, Doc Rivers is one of the reasons why they had this uh, situation going on. So I do kind of fault him. And if it was something above him, then I fault like Lawrence Frank for, for that also. But obviously he's the head coach. You mentioned blowing the 3-1 lead when you had double-digit leads late into the game and then you allowed the Nuggets to come back. Yeah, that's a big deal. Now, uh, there is some rumors that Doc Rivers is the front runner for the Houston Rockets and the Philadelphia 76ers. Do you think he even coaches next season, though? Oh, uh, I think so. And I think he definitely coaches next year. And which team is the best fit for Doc Rivers? And when I say which team, not just not just the two teams I mentioned. I'm just talking about in the NBA. Period. Mm, probably the 76ers, I think. Okay. All right. Um, you know, as a Washington Wizards fan, and we haven't spoken about the Wizards in weeks, <laughs> and we shouldn't have. But as a Washington Wizards fan, the fanboy in me really wants Doc to take a break this year, this coming season. The Wizards let the Scott Brooks contract expire. And then Doc Rivers comes to the Wizards. And people people may say, whatever. Uh, that just doesn't make sense. I think Doc Rivers does good when he doesn't have literally like the NBA Finals ex- like expectation. You understand what I mean? Finals are bust. <laughs> like, I think the way the Wizards are made up right now, yes, you have Bradley Beal and John Wall, who are, you know, Bradley Beal's an all-star. John Wall, when healthy, is still one of the better point guards in the league. According to everything we've heard, he is as healthy as he will ever get. You have Rui Hachimura, potentially Davis Burton return. Team is still in the East. You know, if everyone's healthy and everyone's playing, they're better than a ninth seed. And I think the, the, the one of the best years Doc River ever had was last season with the eighth seed Clippers, where it was just a mosh posh of guys, and he still got it done. Got them to the postseason, got them competitive in competitive games in the postseason. I think a team like the Wizards can be a team that he does well. Let's also remember he did well with the Magic early in his first coaching head coaching stint and then after he he got fired by the magic he had a one-year break and then got to the boston celtics and look what happened nba finals things like that um i i, I want him as a washington wizards uh head coach in 2021 22 season but hey it's me being a fanboy. other news in the nba did you hear what Lamelo ball had to say about the upcoming nba draft matthew uh no he just mentioned that he really just wants to play in the NBA and he doesn't matter what team drafts him, drafts him and he can be a helpful player to any team and he's just looking forward to being in the NBA. So yeah, that's uh, LaMelo Bull and his thoughts on the upcoming NBA draft. And uh, that will wrap it up here for our NBA. Let's now get into the NFL week three. Matthew, how many of these games did you watch? Uh, zero? Jeez. No, I saw the second <laughs> half of 
Oh, I saw the first half of the Chiefs Ravens, and I saw some of the what is it? I saw some of the Washington football team game. All right, let's recap the scores for week three. Dolphins defeat the Jaguars 31-13. The Bears are 3-0, and and the Falcons have had two monster letdowns. Bears also put uh, Nick Foles into the game to replace Mitchell Trubisky. We'll talk about that later. Bears come That's back and win 30-26. to The Bills were up 28-3. to and then allowed the Rams to score 28 straight points. I'm sorry, 29 straight points. But the Bills came back and won on a very questionable offense. Uh, I'm sorry, very questionable defensive pass interference that extended their drive. They ended up scoring a touchdown late on the very next play. Uh, they won 35-32 over the Rams. The Washington football team fell to the Cleveland Browns 34-20. Chase Young injured. Could potentially be out for at least next week. We will talk about that. Uh, the Titans squeak out a victory over your Minnesota Vikings 31-30. Every game that they've had this year has come on the leg. Has ended on the leg of kicker Steven Goskowski. Remember he had that terrible game in week one Matthew yep and he even had it he struggled a little bit in week two against the Jaguars but week three against the Vikings he looked pretty good and he ended up winning that game with a field goal late in the game 31-30 over the Vikings Patriots are two and one with a victory over the Raiders 36 to 20 the 49ers with all the injuries still Beat a terrible New York team or the other New York team. Uh, the New York Giants defeated them 36 to 9. The Bengals and the Eagles ended in a 23 tie. Uh, oh. These were the same two teams where it was what eight years ago? Was it eight years ago? Yes. I hold on. Was it eight years ago or was it 12 years ago? I gotta, I'm trying to. I think it was eight years ago. Remember when McNabb was still on the team and he, they played in overtime and he was playing and he thought they were going to go to a second overtime. He didn't realize the game was over. (laughs) I think it was, I think it was, uh, eight years ago. I think 2012, I think that happened, but anyways, that ended in a tie. Uh, Carson Wentz, two interceptions in three straight games. Not looking good for their star quarterback. Another winless team. The Texans fell to the t- Steelers 28-21. Steelers are 3-0. and The Colts smacked the Jets 36-7. Jets are also winless. The Panthers got their first victory in L.A. by defeating the Chargers 21-16. The Lions got their first victory by squeaking out a win with a game-winning field goal as time expired by Matt Prater, 26-23. Buccaneers 2-1. They defeated the Broncos 28-10. Mike Evans, two receptions, two yards, two touchdowns. (laughs) <laughs> isn't that a crazy stat line 
Super crazy. <laughs> Seahawks defeated the Dallas Cowboys 38 to 31. Russell Ooh. Wilson, 14 total t- uh, touchdown passes in the first three weeks. That is an NFL record. The Sunday night game, Packers defeated the Saints 37 to 30. Aaron Rodgers. And the Packers got their first win on the road versus the New Orleans Saints since week 16 of what year, Matthew? I'll give you three chances to figure this out. First victory in. Oh, that was pretty close. Uh, But I strike one. It is 2001. um, Strike two. Is that hotter or colder? Uh, You got colder. Oh, man. With the second one. Was it was it 96? Ooh, that was close. It was 1995. Week 16 oh of 1995 gosh. was the fir- the last time before Sunday night that the Packers went into New Orleans and won a game. That is something. That's interesting. The Packers have just been good historically during this stretch. You would have think they would win uh won a road game especially with the saints being so bad for a lot of these years and the wrap of the week on monday night chiefs defeated the ravens 34 to 20 let's start with that game mahomes versus lamar monday night football going into this game some say the two best quarterbacks in the league i say two of the top three but does it i mean does it really matter they're still great for this time period mahomes super bowl winner lamar jackson defending mvp did the game live up to the hype though oh no (laughs) and why did it not live up to the hype matthew it was too one-sided it was the chiefs being the chiefs and the (laughs) The Ravens uh, struggling a lot on the offensive end and the defensive end. Yeah, this game was not really close. And even though the score was a 14 point difference, one of the Ravens scores was on a kick return by uh, I think it's Devin DuVernay, who, by the way, he has speed. My goodness. Um, They say he was a track star at Texas and he was a good receiver at Texas also. But um, that that kick return was really good. Mahomes, fastest quarterback in NFL history with 10,000-plus passing yards. He played well. That offense played well. The defense, it's something about the Kansas City defense against the Ravens where they really rattle Lamar Jackson. And by the way, here, listen to the stat line. Lamar Jackson is 21-3. and three against the rest of the league and he's 0-3 against the Chiefs the Chiefs just have something on it I know the first time that the Ravens and Chiefs played Lamar Jackson came did he start Lamar Jackson yes he started a game I think he got hurt very late in the game but it was his first or second start in the league something like that and then last year, the Chiefs just got such a large lead against the Ravens, but then the Ravens kind of stormed back but didn't have enough in the tank. This year, it's just beginning beginning to end. The Chiefs definitely took control of that game. Uh, it felt like 
the Ravens were off balance on both sides of the ball. When the Chiefs would make a a, a change or when the Chiefs would their high powered offense would 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 execute, the Ravens will will try and uh, make a change and then Chiefs will just be like, "Okay, we got something else for you." Um same thing with the defense. When Chiefs defense did some, some something to Lamar, Lamar in that offense would try and counteract that, and then they're like, oh, we have something else for that, too. Uh, the game was not close. Now, what I'm not going to allow a lot of these social media users is to say that Lamar Jackson is now trash because he can't beat the Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs are the defending champion. They did what they're supposed to do. And um, Lamar Jackson is still a top five quarterback in this league, and he's still young. Feel like he's only what twenty two, I think, or twenty three. He's still young. He has time. People keep on bringing up his postseason record. Postseason record is whatever. It took it took Peyton Manning four chances just to win his first postseason game. Give this time. Give give this man some time. He'll be all right. But um, yes, Chiefs ended up winning that game thirty four to twenty. Other news in the NFL. We had the Rams versus Bills. Mentioned that the Bills were up 28 to 3 and they let the Rams score 29 unanswered points. And then the Bills came down and won with a touchdown late in the game after a questionable penalty that had kept that drive alive. Uh, but after the game, a lot of people were mentioning Josh Allen as a candidate for MVP. Matthew, do you think there's some credibility in that statement? Uh, he has like 11 passing touchdowns or 10 passing touchdowns in the first three games. thousand, thousand yards passing. It's, okay. it's definitely something to it. It's something. Er, early prediction. It's something. It is an early prediction. I don't think he's going to be in the running even by week eight of the season. But yes, first three weeks. There is Russell Wilson. There's Aaron Rodgers. Pat Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. No specific order, but those guys. And then I guess you do have to put Josh Allen, I guess. Because, you know, we'll talk about this specific quarterback later. But there's another quarterback who is one and two, even though he has monster stats right now. Uh, so I get, I guess you gotta. He's there, I guess, when it comes to quarterbacks for this season. Uh, Bengals and Eagles ended in a tie. Carson Wentz two interceptions in each of the three games this year. Do you think the Eagles might have buyer's remorse with that contract extension with Carson Wentz, or is this just uh, a bad uh, it's stretch? It's looking like it. It's, I don't know. They're 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 kind of beat up at wide receiver. I don't want to say it's buyer's remorse, but they're definitely wishing they could have, I don't know, been a little bit more healthy coming into the season to try to give him a little bit more help. But he has definitely been struggling very heavily. I understand they are missing receivers. Alshon Jeffrey, even Deshaun Jackson's beat up, Jalen Rager and other guys. But at the same time, if you are this MVP caliber player that we keep on hearing about, keep on hearing about a 2017 
over and over. Oh, well, he was MVP up until, you know, he got hurt. He was MVP. We keep on hearing about that. When are we going to see that Carson wins? When are we going to see it? We we didn't see it in 18. Mm-hmm. We didn't see it in 19. We're in 2020 now. When are we going to see it? And when you get paid what I you get paid, the expectation is you're supposed to carry your team. You're supposed to make your receivers better. And I feel like people are not giving him that same type of... Uh, you know, argument that, oh, he has to, to carry carry the team. It's always, oh, well, you know, he's missing this and that receiver, blah, blah, blah. And I don't feel like everyone else gets that same, same pass. But, hey, we'll have to see how the rest of the season and, more importantly, the rest of his career plays out. But it's not looking good right now for Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, winless teams in the NFL. There's quite a few. The Atlanta Falcons. The Vikings, the New York Giants, you have the Bengals and the Eagles are still winless. You have the Texans are still winless. The Jets are winless. The Broncos. Out of these teams that I mentioned, which of these teams actually still have a chance at making the postseason? Uh, I want to say the Vikings and the Texans. Hmm. I mean, Def- more so the Texans. I, I I'm also the Texans are probably the only team out of this where I could say, okay, they still have a legitimate chance of making the postseason just because you know, yes, the Titans are three and zero, but they could still probably sneak in as a wild card based on how the rest of the AFC is playing out but they may have the best chance at making the postseason let's now get to our favorite teams let's start with you matthew your minnesota vikings they are zero and three not looking good matthew the monologue i'm gonna let you have a monologue about this team uh the floor is yours oh man look they uh Seems like they're really missing Stephon Diggs. Like, other than this last game, the offense hasn't really looked good, and a lot of the offense has been coming in the second half when the when they're already down big. And yeah, I I don't know. This is can't start zero and four. Do you think the coaching staff has something to do with this? Like, is this? The coaching staff, is this the players or is this a combination of just the team is not, you know, the team? Oh, oh this, this, this is a team. This is a team uh, that is not on the same page right now or in multiple different levels, especially with the coaching staff. Now, I have not watched a Miami, Vi- I mean, sorry, a Minnesota Vikings game this season. I just know they're on three, but something I have noticed: your tight ends are not getting a lot of like production. Is it because the tight ends are not getting open? Is it because Kirk Cousins isn't hitting them? Is it because of the schemes of the defenses they are playing? I'm not sure, but you've watched Vikings game. What do you think is the reason why the tight ends are not getting 
the production that they were expected to get because they still have Kyle Rudolph and Irv Smith Jr., who is supposed mm-hmm. to be the young star that's supposed to take over eventually. But you have two tight ends that you can do a two tight end set with. Why do you think they're not getting the production that they were expected to get? I don't know. I feel like Kyle Rudolph, other than I think like one year, maybe three or four years ago, he never like the Vikings never really go to the tight end too much. It's not a it, it wasn't a focal point, especially when they had the the two headed monster there. But now it seems like it's just not getting utilized for whatever reason. And yeah, it's 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 no good. One more, I guess. This is a question, but I'm going to say it in statement form. Kirk Cousins. Oh. I'm looking good, bro. That's the bias remorse. That's the difference between him and uh, Carson Wentz. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Whew. Not looking good. Let's not get to uh, my favorite team, Dallas Cowboys, America's team. They fell to the... Seattle Seahawks in Seattle, 38-31. Dak Prescott, monster stats, but he had two crucial turnovers. He had an interception right before the half, which resulted in a touchdown. Then had, coming into the second half, had a fumble that resulted in a touchdown. So 14 points off of turnovers. Tony Pollard in the first quarter of the game fumbled the kickoff. The Cowboys had to start on the half-yard line mark. Next play got a safety, so that's 16 points on the board. They also had a play where Tyler Lockett was just butt-naked wide open down the middle of the field. That's 23 points right there. That you can legitimately say that if it wasn't for these like outlandish errors, all those points might not be on the board. I'm not saying the Cowboys wouldn't not given up 23 points, but maybe out of that stretch, out of out of those situations, maybe only 14. Like, what if only one of those turnovers that Dak Prescott had resulted in a touchdown or in a score. You know, what if we didn't get the safety? And then also the Cowboys didn't execute on a two-point conversion earlier in the game, which then resulted in the Cowboys having to go for uh with their defensive strategy, do they allow the the Seahawks to score so they get the touchdown, blah, blah, blah. All these problems and the Cowboys narrowly lost the game and it's now bringing me to this question and this was part of our nfl preview and the storyline for the dallas cowboys i i said will the hire of mike mccarthy reveal that the problems for the last few years were on jason garrett or on the players and the first three weeks i'm gonna have to say it's been on the players the players have been the ones who have been making the mistakes and I think after this season, we're going to see as a team 
who's going to remain on this team because lots of turnover. There's going to be some turnover. There's going to be some turnover because we're seeing the same issues. This secondary is trash outside of Trayvon Diggs, who, by the way, is I like him really good local kid went to good counsel stefan diggs younger brother played at alabama if it wasn't for him this secondary will be even more trash they allowed a deep pass to dk metcalf and he hustled back to strip the ball and it ended up being a touchback and cowboys got the ball back so yes i like him but the secondary is trash and someone asked this during the post game show for the uh, Cowboys radio network. We've known for years. That the safeties. Are a big issue with this team. Why are the Cowboys. Not even attempting. To get Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas is rumored to sign with. The Houston Texans. But we have some news coming out of that. Shortly. And I'm sitting here as a Cowboys fan. Why are we like, like, okay, I understand things ended terribly in Seattle and in Baltimore. But when you have a trash secondary like this team, how much worse can it get? Like, why not just bring him in? Like, it, it can't get any worse. Like, he can't blow up the team even more than what it is. <laughs> so he's there. He's from Texas. He's been saying he wants to play for the Cowboys. Why not bring him? But I don't know with this team. Um, other news in the NFL before we move on out of this segment. Tennessee Titans. They have eight p- people who have tested positive for COVID-19. Three players and five other personnel members. Uh, the Titans did just play your Minnesota Vikings. The Titans facility has been shut down until Saturday. Um, the Vikings facility has been shut down until Saturday. So far, zero Titans uh, Vikings players have tested positive. So that's good for the Vikings. Now the Titans, this is my thing. We're not sure. What kind of COVID testing are they doing? Are these the fast? Are these the ones that can test COVID before the 14 day incubation period? Because remember, that's what it is. A lot of people when when they test positive they realize that they contracted the virus close to two weeks prior than them testing positive do they have some sort of test where it's they're able to find out pretty quickly i'm not sure and if it's the standard covid test that they're using they need to be checking with denver broncos players because those are the guys that they were playing against two weeks ago so yeah this is with yeah this is the this is the first significant covid 19 uh positive test uh the titans steelers game looks like it's gonna be postponed to monday or tuesday vikings so far everything's looking good uh but do you think we're gonna have more of these outbreaks later matthew i think so it's because we've i I, I kind of we talked about it like off air and kind of expected it just because the the way that the NFL is set, they do a bubble. You know what I'm saying? Or they chose not to do the bubble. And just the amount of traveling that they're doing, and they have fans in the stands, and they have 
so many more people on a football team than anyone any other sport really uh you kind of just expect this to happen obviously before the season started we 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 said we don't even think the season's gonna uh you know end appropriately uh but then they had such good results the first two weeks i must say i kind of was like all right maybe they could get it done um now we're seeing this we'll have to see where this goes if we're going to see more outbreaks later we are getting to the fall months so man we got this it's going to be very interesting to see how it all plays out let's get to our griffith family fantasy football league update recap the scores for week three in fantasy football for the league Fill my cup more, defeated, cooking up some yards, 139.28 to 113. Opportunity Nooks, defeated District Made, 147.76 to 131.55. Big Fad, defeated No Cap, 116.73 to 111.7. Mamba Magic, defeated Frank's team, 158.38 to 121.67. Team Period, Matthew, that's you. Team mm-hmm. White, Team Betty White mm-hmm. got his first victory by defeating Nicholas's team 147.25 to 105.84. Sir Drip Lord, I think, got his first victory 144.62 to 141.13 over Maple Lav and your commish, aka Slumlord Commish, defeated his brother, Shark Week. Listen to this score, Matthew. I'm going to gloat right now because uh, Marcus has been talking so much junk since before the the draft. He's been he's been talking so much noise about his keepers and what he's gonna do and blah blah blah. And we had a matchup, and I defeated him one sixty seven point three to ninety nine. Whoa! Come on, man! Come on, man! Whoa. Slumlord Kamish out here with the victory when it comes to week four. One of the matchups that I want to see. I want to see how. Hmm, I'm looking at these. Oh, obviously you, Sir Drip Lord, and, and, and you, Matthew. I want to see how, how you all fare out. This is a very close projection. You are projected to win by literally less than one point the other matchup that is looking good with project projections is big thad versus district made um and another one that has close projections is uh slumlord commission me versus opportunity nooks or nooks i don't know whatever they, i don't know what she try i don't know the name of her name i don't understand the name of her team that's kiara um top five teams in the league so far frank's team at number five slumlord commish at number four district made at number three mamba magic at number two and fill my cup more at number one mamba magic and fill my cup more are both three and oh matthew you want to know where you are oh no not yet oh uh, you're, you're 11th and 14 uh, out of 14 so i just want to let you know that that will wrap it up here for our NFL or our first NFL segment. We will wrap up the show with our NFL pick'em. So stay tuned for that. Let's now get into our quick hitter segment. 
Major League Baseball postseason. The wild card series is a best of three series. Yesterday started with the American League. You had the uh, Tampa Bay Rays going up against the number eight seed Toronto Blue Jays. The Rays are up 1 0. The number four seed Cleveland. Cleveland baseball team. I'm not going to say their their nickname. The Cleveland baseball team. They are facing the New York Yankees at number five. The Yankees are up 1-0 in that series. The number three seed Minnesota Twins versus the number 16 Houston six seed Houston Astros. The Astros up 1-0. And the number two seed Oakland Athletics are facing the number seven seed Chicago White Sox. The White Sox are up 1-0 um, right now. Today, the National League has their opening series. Uh, the score right now, if I have it up, let me get it up right here. Um, oh, bottom of the eighth. It is a scoreless game. Trevor Bauer, only two hits allowed, um, and he has fanned 11 batters. So that's the extent of our... Oh, before we go out of this, uh, the number one seed Dodgers will face the number eight seed Milwaukee Brewers. Number four seed San Diego Padres will face the St. Louis Cardinals. The number three seed Chicago Cubs will face the number 16 Miami Marlins. Wow, I didn't even know the Marlins made it. And the number two seed Atlanta Braves are facing the number seven seed Cincinnati Reds. Uh, Let's now move on to the Stanley Cup finals. The Tampa Bay Lightning have won the Stanley Cup in six games by defeating the Dallas Stars 2-0 the other night. The, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning remind me of the Washington Capitals, where they're the team that everyone expects to win. They have the best regular season record, and then they kept on losing in the postseason early, um, early in the postseason. And then the year that everyone didn't think that they're actually going to you know do it all, they end up winning it just like the Capitals in 2018. So, yes, they are now the champions. They will hold the Stanley Cup for at least the offseason. That will wrap it up for our sport, our quick hitter segment. Let's now get into our chump and champ of the week. Every week we celebrate those that do well and we criticize those that do not. Starting with you, Matthew, who's your champ of the week? Uh, It's the Miami Heat and Eric. Everybody in the Heat organization, uh, Coach Polstra and Pat Riley, were assimilating this, uh, assembling this team. That I don't think anybody ever thought that they would do anything like this going into the bubble or like during the regular season or even. Be, I think they're the fifth seed, like fifth seed, just the lowest seed to make it to the NBA Finals in uh, quite some time. I think. So definitely want to give them champ of the week. My champ of the week goes to Patrick Mahomes, fastest quarterback to 10,000 plus passing yards. Young man already has an MVP and a Super Bowl to his belt. 
and the sky's the limit for this dude. I mean, the <laughs> the league is his, the world is yours. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is my champ of the week. Matthew, who is your chump of the week? Oh, the Minnesota Twins. They have a 17-game uh, playoff losing streak that just got extended yesterday. Mm. And, yeah, that's that's never what you want to hear. And they're one win, one loss away from being eliminated from the wild card series. So, yes, the pressure is on the Minnesota Twins. My chump of the week goes to all the Los Angeles Lakers fans that hated LeBron James even up until this season. You know, there's a large segment of Lakers fans that even going into this season didn't like LeBron James. And we're upset that LeBron James decided to play for the Lakers. I even got into a discussion with someone on Facebook earlier this year. And they were like, "Uh, you know, mind you, Lakers were playing well at this stretch. Oh, but you know, you know, LeBron's not Kobe. And And I'm just like, yo, LeBron James is the best player on the planet. You have him on your team, and you're complaining because he's not doing stuff like Kobe Bryant. They're two different players. They're not going to do stuff the same. Oh, and by the way, LeBron James is the better better than Kobe Bryant ever was. So, you know, rest in peace to Kobe, but LeBron James is better better basketball player. That's it. And so I'm tired of these fans who are now celebrating the Lakers going to the finals. And it was very, look, look, Matthew, tell me if I'm being wrong or insensitive here. And we're getting upset. Tell me if I'm wrong or if I'm being insensitive. But why is it? I understand. Look, Kobe passed away this year. I understand this. But it was like the Lakers, Lakers go to the finals and everyone's talking about Kobe Bryant. When I say everyone, the Laker fan base. I'm not talking about the the oh, the general sports landscape on social media. I'm talking about the Laker fan base. And I'm just like, yo, y'all got LeBron James. And it, and people were still talking about, oh, you know, LeBron still got to get it done and da-da-da-da. And I'm just like, yo, Le- my goodness, like, y'all are so annoying. So annoying. I wish, as a Wizards fan, we had LeBron James had chose my team to come to and play. And bring us to the finals. Like LeBron came to the Los Angeles Lakers, and there's a large segment of the fan base that is like still complaining about him even playing. Do you hear that, Matthew? Oh no, that's crazy. Ridiculous, man. So yeah, those Lakers fans who were complaining about LeBron signing with the Lakers back in 2018. You all should not be celebrating this trip to the finals. You should, should damn sure not celebrate a victory when when the Lakers win. Y'all are the chump of the week. Let's now get into our sports-free zone. Matthew, your boy Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> New York Times got a hold of some uh, financial statements of Donald Trump. And in uh, 2015, 16, and 2016 and 17, Donald Trump paid a total of $750 in federal income tax. It was fishy. 
<laughs> Seems very fishy, especially when you're someone who's supposed to be a multi-billionaire who makes profits and revenue on all your stuff. How is it at the end of the day, you still only pay $750 in federal income tax? The article also mentioned that he has spent taxes overseas upwards of almost a hundred million dollars in taxes overseas so he doesn't mind paying the taxes overseas but in the great united states of america you know 750 dollars is fair enough um let's let's put this in perspective matthew your parents when they were working probably paid more than $750 in taxes on a paycheck <laughs> like on a single paycheck this dude for the entire year $750 so this to me brings up two things two possibilities either he's cheating on his taxes because if you make so much money that you claim to make then there's no amount of tax credits that you could take advantage of to somehow get you down to $750. Or he is operating at some terrible losses over and over and over that he doesn't need to pay taxes. The New York Times mentioned how back in the 1994, or 99 i can't remember which year it was it was 95 or 99 one of those years he reported a loss of 250 million dollars and that loss alone kind of protects people from filing taxes for like nearly two decades (laughs) so uh, they're saying that's a possibility that because of his losses it's just like he's just really he shouldn't pay uh, there were reports in uh, that he he writes off so much stuff like haircuts. You know, he he spent seventy thousand dollars of haircuts in one year. That's impossible. <laughs> I mean, it's possible when you go to someone and they charge you two thousand for a haircut. That's when it's possible, probably. But yeah, what do you have to say about this situation and the taxes, Matthew? It's 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 it's. Seems like a big scheme. Can't be real. It's it's ridiculous. And but you know, when you're dealing with Trump supporters, and we'll talk about what Trump's had to say about it in the debate last night, they're just gonna say, Oh, it's all about nothing. Um there's nothing. He's a smart businessman, and oh well, there's loopholes, so he took advantage of the loophole. And I'm just like, there's an ethical thing to this too. Like, th- this isn't you and I who make what we make, Matthew, and we're looking for all the breaks we can get so we don't have to pay our taxes back. This is a self-proclaimed multi-billionaire. It's not ethical to do what you what you're doing. If if that's what it is, that you're simply just taking advantage of the tax laws. Um there were other multi-billionaires that did not take advantage of those tax laws. One of them being Warren Buffett. And the reason why he mentioned he didn't take advantage of the tax laws that 
Trump is claiming to take advantage of. He said to him, it wasn't ethical to do it. <laughs> he was like, this is not right. I'm making so much money. Why am I not contributing to the federal government and the state government? This is not ethical. And um, that's something Donald Trump is not. He is very unethical. Let's now get to the presidential debate. Matthew, I asked you to watch the debate just or at least a portion of it. Right, Matthew? Yeah, definitely. How much of it did you watch? Uh, I watched the first hour pretty much. And then some at the end. Yeah, I probably got an hour in and then I was like, yeah, I'm not I'm not watching this thing. The reason why I couldn't finish is because it became just a yelling match between Donald Trump, Joe Biden and the moderator, Chris Wallace, who, by the way, I'm kind of not shocked that he was bad at what he did because it's only one Christopher Wallace dog. <laughs> I wasn't shocked because at the end of the day, he is a Fox News reporter like <laughs> he's a Fox News anchor. And this was a Fox News debate. So I wasn't shocked that the, he allowed the shenanigans to continue. Donald Trump was out here just. Just incensed. He was he was out here. Guns are blazing, interrupting Biden every second he could moving around the questions, you know, yelling and screaming, interrupting even the moderator. Uh, Wallace had to say, look, I am the moderator. I got to get these questions out. And he was interrupting him and. Yeah, it was it was terrible. But then also Joe Biden didn't take advantage of Trump's actions. Mm-mm. Joe Biden it was more focused on talking points instead of an actual debate. He didn't take what was being said by Trump and using it to his advantage. He was just letting it go and going to his talking points. And uh, after a while, it was just like you really couldn't even understand what everyone was saying because they were just talking over each other. So I just was like, yeah, I'm not finishing this. This is not good. Uh, They are going to have debates in the future. The future debates are probably going to be or supposedly they're going to be better. There's already reports coming out that they're putting new rules for the future debates to combat people's mics yeah a lot of people kept on saying this and uh shout out to uh erica fernandez curls and sports uh she uh went to oh man i think it's hofstra i think or is it fordham 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 she went to fordham she's gonna fight me when she hears this because she's gonna say you're confusing my school i feel like it was fordham and she has a very um uh, what's his name? Tony Reale went to Fordham also, or Hofstra, depending on which one it was. I can't remember. And she mentioned on Twitter that, man, you know, we need, need the, these debates need to be like around the horn. And, <laughs> and, and Tony, we need to have Tony Reale because he could control these debates. <laughs> and Tony Reale ended up trending last night on Twitter because not just her, a lot of people said, man, we just need a, someone to mute these mics. And that might be the future that the moderator might just be able to mute your mic now i know there's going to be some criticism because some people are going to say oh you're favoring a candidate but uh, when you're an adult and you use adult um when you use your adult senses you can tell when the moderator is being one-sided or if the uh debater is just being you know belligerent and over the top and that's why they have to mute the mic uh matthew what do you have to say about the debate though it was a circus it was a mess um it's kind of what you expected though 
<laughs> or I sw- or I thought it would be. I didn't think it would be that bad, but yeah, no, nah, it was a giant mess. It was a mess, and because it was a mess, it honestly only benefited Donald Trump. Because oh no, nah, he's 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 messy, so he liked it. <laughs> yeah, it was you know he's a pig in 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 slop. Like this is what he likes. <laughs> And not just him, this is what his base likes. And this is what Republicans are tolerating. Republic- Republicans are tolerating him. Uh so that because they at the end of the day they want they want the votes. By the way, Trump nominated or made a nomination for the new Supreme Court justice seat that is open due to the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um they haven't announced when they're gonna have Senate confirmations yet, but We'll have to see where that goes. Um, so Republicans are just tolerating Trump. Trump supporters are just too stupid to understand that he's detrimental to their own good. And then Joe Biden fumbled the bag. So it's just it just all it only it only favored Donald Trump. Um, I do want to give an update, though, on the Breonna Taylor investigation. Last week, we got breaking news while we were recording we mentioned what we mentioned, but we do want to uh, put out a, um, I guess, what is, um, man, I'm, 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 I'm fumbling. Matthew, help me with this. When is it when, uh, when like a newspaper needs to put a correction in the newspaper? What is it called again? Ah, uh, geez. Watch after we re- finish recording. We're going to know exactly what it is. But anyways, uh, we have to make some, some changes to our opinion. Uh, we did not know based on the update that the charges that were you know the charges being made or that were made was only about wanton endangerment and not actually because wanton endangerment on the property of someone else's property it wasn't even it wasn't even about what happened to Brianna Taylor uh the uh, state attorney general Daniel Cameron he decided to not press charges on on the rest of the officers but the jurors in the grand jury case are now speaking up and saying well hold on we didn't get all the evidence that is coming out now vice news is getting a lot of evidence they got ballistics reports that show that the officer that was struck by a bullet was not struck by a bullet by brianna taylor's boyfriend it was one of his fellow officers that were part of the no no knock warrant so you have that and then also other jurors are speaking out and saying hey we were told we had to only discuss or make a ruling on this and now they're getting more information from vice news and other news and news outlets about what happened there's there's now um there's footage there's a police video of what of the raid and and things like that so it's all the way messy Daniel Cameron, though, is a known Trump supporter, and he got that seat because of his political ties. Um, so, yes. So, of course, he ruled in favor of law enforcement in this. So um, I'm not shocked that there's more to come up, uh, come out of this. Um, do you think anything? How do you think all this is going to end? Is it just going to end that? Oh, well, no charges were pressed. Nothing's going on or. Do you think a uh, federal charge is going to come down, Matthew? Uh, unfortunately, I think the no charges are going to be a thing again. But I, I would love to be wrong about this. I would love to be wrong, too. 
I would love that actual justice for Taylor's family is served and not just her. I, I, I love, I would hope that things can be done where we could create a precedence of, Hey, when you mess up on the job as a police officer that you're held liable, but we've been talking about this for decades now, centuries, to be honest, since the police force has been started since the 1800s, we've been talking about this. So I don't know where this goes, but Hey, uh, all I know is this, uh, in Kentucky, if you can vote and I'm not sure when his seat is up, I don't think it's any time. I don't think it's any time soon, but when it is up, the residents and citizens of Kentucky have to vote Daniel Cameron out and not just Kentucky, other States like that. When you see attorney generals doing what they're doing or district attorneys doing what they're doing and it's not in the, you know, you don't believe that they're doing things doing their job properly. You got to get them out. So yeah. Anything else to say on this topic before we get out of here, Matthew? Mm-mm. Think we got it. All right. Well, that'll wrap it up here for our sports free zone. Let's now get into NFL Pick'em for week four. Just want to update you all on week three, though. Uh, we did very, very, very mediocre. I went eight and eight. You went nine and seven. I have a three-game lead over you. I have a record of 31 and 17. You have a record of 28 and 20. Let's now pick these games, though. Matthew, Broncos at Jets Thursday night. Who do you have winning? Uh Broncos. All right. I I'm going with the Jets because the Broncos have a undrafted quarterback undrafted rookie quarterback starting this week and it's in new york i know there's no fans but just the whole travel i'm going with the jets only for that reason but the jets are terrible uh ravens at washington i'm going with the ravens what about you matthew oh ravens all right i think lamar jackson bounce back uh Steelers at Titans. We're not sure if it's gonna well no, it's gonna be Monday or Tuesday, but Steelers at ta- Titans, Matthew. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Steelers. I am also going to go with Steelers. Uh I think they're the better team, but I think with the Titans practice facility being shut down until Saturday, and then we never know. Maybe there'll be more players that test positive. Hopefully not, but you never know. I'm still going with the Steelers. Chargers at Buccaneers. One o'clock kickoff. Chargers coming to the East Coast. Buccaneers, Tom Brady, Mike Evans seem to be in a rhythm. Touchdown passes in consecutive weeks. I'm going with the Buccaneers. Matthew, what about you? I'm going Buccaneers. All right. Uh, Seahawks at Dolphins, another West Coast team coming to the East Coast for one o'clock kickoff. It is the Seahawks, though. They are undefeated going going up against the Dolphins, who are one and two. Who are you picking, Matthew? Going Seahawks. All right. I am also going with the Seahawks. 
when you have Russell Wilson and that uh, the weapons that he has. Tyler Lockett had three touchdowns last week against the Dallas Cowboys. DK Metcalf. Um, I don't care that it's one o'clock kickoff. There is a real clear delineation um, um, demarcation of who is better. Uh, Vikings at Titans. I mean, sorry, Vikings at Texans. I'm going with the Texans. Matthew. I'm going with the Texans, too. Oh, man. I know. <laughs> oh, and four for your Vikings, Matthew. Oh, and four. Out of the four. playoffs. <laughs> uh, Saints at Lions, Matthew. Who are you selecting to win that matchup? Oh, Saints. I believe the Saints bounce back. Saints. The the, yeah. the Lions are not really good. Matt Patricia should be fired after this year if they don't make the playoffs. Because they fired Jim Caldwell for doing a lot better. Jim Caldwell made the playoffs three out of the four years that he was there. And mind you, they didn't win a playoff game, I understand, but they made the playoffs. Matt Patricia has nine or ten wins total now. And in the year Jim Caldwell got fired, he went nine and seven. So, yeah. Uh going with the saints uh browns at cowboys i'm going with the cowboys but it should be close because this this is not going to be a close game who's going to win then cowboys what okay you got more faith in my favorite team for now um jaguars at Bengals. matthew who you selecting Bengals. this one's tough Jaguars definitely laid an egg. Bengals played really hard the last two weeks. They are winless, but they played really hard. <sighs> I'm going with the Bengals simply because it's home. Colts at Bears. Ah, the Colts are going to win. Bears get their first loss because what's his name? Nick Foles, who is the starting quarterback. I feel like he only plays well when he is named when he's the backup. But anyways, who's winning that game, Matthew? Colts. All right. Cardinals at Panthers, Matthew. Panthers got their first victory. Cardinals are two and one. They just got their first loss. Who you have winning that game, Matthew? Going Cardinals. All right. I am also going with the Cardinals. Yes, it is a one o'clock kickoff, but I feel like the Cardinals are just such a better team that the one o'clock kickoff would not hurt a West Coast team or West time zone team. Uh, four, four o'clock kickoffs. Giants at Rams. I am going with the Rams. Giants are still going to be winless. What about you, Matthew? Going with the Rams. All right. Uh, Bills at Raiders. Bills are undefeated. Raiders just got their first loss against the Patriots. Who do you have winning that game, Matthew? Go with the Bills. Hmm. This one for me. (sighs) This one's tough for me. And I'm trying to think, should I? I'm going to go with the Raiders. I think the Bills get the first loss this week. Patriots at Chiefs. This might be the game of the week. I'm going with the Chiefs. They are the home team. Their offense is on fire. 
I don't think uh, Patriots offense can keep up. What about you, Matthew? Uh, I agree. Definitely going with the Chiefs. All right. Sunday night kickoff. Eagles at 49ers. This was probably supposed to be like one of those good games going into the year. And this looks like a trash bowl. Um, and then it might just shock us and be very exciting. But Eagles at 49ers. Who are you going with, Matthew? Uh, going with the Eagles. Ooh. All right. I am going with the 49ers. Garoppolo might be back. Mostert should be back. More importantly, George Kittle has a chance to come back. So I'm going with the 49ers. In the Monday night game, Falcons at Packers. I'm going with the Packers. What about you, Matthew? Definitely going with the Packers. All right. Well, that will wrap it up here for our NFL Pick'em for week four. I do want to talk about something else in the NFL, though. We mentioned Nick Foles. Nick Foles is the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears. This is now year... What year is this? This is year four of Mitchell Trubisky. I'm not sure if the Bears picked up the option on Trubisky, so I'm not sure of this. But let's just be let's hypothetical here. If they did pick up the option already, do you think the Bears will pick up the option on Mitchell Trubisky? It's not looking like it now. <laughs> now let's throw the other hypothetical situation because I'm not sure. If they did pick up the option already, what do you think the Bears are gonna do with Mitchell Trubisky? Do you think they're still gonna keep him? Or are they going to try and shop him or just outright release him? him? I think they're going to keep him. A release, a release is more likely to happen than a, a, a trade, I think. Hmm. Mitchell Trubisky should have never been drafted in the first round. Should have never been drafted before Deshaun Watson. Uh, the Bears organization, I don't know. It's like they're allergic to quarterbacks. N- name a very good Bears quarterback, Matthew. Like, who's been... Who's been a quarterback for that team where you've like, okay, they have a chance to win because of their quarterback? Uh, they they have not had one. Like, I guess their best quarterback in the last 25 years is Jay Cutler. Definitely. And even then, he's not that good. He was very hit or miss. But even go back to the Super Bowl winning team, the 85 Bears, it was Jim McMahon who wasn't even one of the, the best players and the le- best quarterbacks in the league. They had sweetness. He had an okay, you know, he was an okay quarterback, but you go back, they, you know, they had Jim Miller and uh, uh, um, who, um, who are some of the other quarterbacks that they've had? I can't even remember quarterbacks that the Bears have had. That's how bad it is. quarterback they've had is Jay Cutler. (laughs) Jeez. Rex Grossman. Yeah, it's like that. Rex Grossman and stuff like, oh, man. It's, oh, my goodness. This is the, they just, it's like they're allergic to actually wanting to have a good, a good quarterback. And mind you, this is the same family that has owned the team since, like, the beginning of time. So, I don't know, man. They, They've always had a good defense. That's what they pride them on, but pride themselves on. But man, 
Like, can you can you actually be good? Like, try and get a quarterback for once. So, yeah, man. Anything else before we get out of this segment, Matthew? Oh no. That'll wrap it up here for our pick'em and more NFL news segment. Before we get out of here, Matthew, any uh, news broke while we were recording in the sports world? Anything? Anything broke? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't see anything either on my end. Uh, Matthew, I want to thank you for everything that you do. I want to thank you for your support, your contribution to this great podcast. I always appreciate it. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. Shout out to our regular listeners, our regular podcast uh, that we support, OSS 980, uh, Soggy Nachos, Shut Your Face, 4th and 13 podcast. Go listen to those guys as they vent about New York football, the Giants and the Jets. They vent about their teams. Uh, J. Bobby and Rios, check them out. Uh, What You Expect podcast, Tampering Season uh, just bear with us podcast we ain't got our shit together podcast uh shout out to our businesses shout out to our faithful listeners anything else that um anything else before we roll out of here matthew mm, i think that's everything all right until next time everyone sports reality peace